You're listening to the SL Podcast, a podcast from the Spiritual Life Team at Liberty Christian School to equip and empower the next generation to love people, bear fruit, and make disciples. What up, podcast world? Welcome back to the SL Podcast. My name is Braden Brown, and I'm here with a few of my good friends, Luke Crenshaw. What up? Uh, and one of my really good friends who you guys know pretty well and has never been on the podcast before, Keen Ryan. What up? <laughs> Keen, we talked about this before. That That's my catchphrase, and you just, you just totally took it. What up? <laughs> wow, that's good. It's I like, love it. Yeah, that's amazing. Keen, we want to know, uh, first and foremost, for our listeners, who you are, uh, what your association is with Liberty Christian School, how long you've been here. Tell us just a little bit about yourself so the the listeners or the viewers, as Luke has said in the past, mm. uh, get to know a little bit about who you are. Of course. I'm a senior here at Liberty. I'm a Liberty lifer. I've been here since preschool, so I know Liberty pretty well, and I'm involved in a lot of things. I'm very loyal member of the tennis team. Let's go. Um, shout out Coach White. Shout out Coach White. And I am an impact leader, did Leadership Academy, and got on the last two mission trips. Looking forward to Guatemala this year. Let's go. Yeah. Big stuff. Come on. And went on Wilderness last year. Looking forward to that this year. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, Keen, Keen, tell us something that you like to do in your spare time. I like to go indoor rock climbing with my friends. It's a lot of fun. Come on. Uh, great community, good exercise, fun stuff. Keen, you guys have also really been into pickleball lately. We have big pickleball craze, Den Country Club, big stuff. Man. So tennis, transitioning the tennis skills to the pickleball court. Oh, yeah. It's a rough transition, but I works love it. Out. That's the flexibility that you need uh, as a just senior in high school, you know? That's awesome. That's true. Well, um, today, as you've probably already seen um, by the podcast title, we're going to be talking about love, and we thought, you know what, what better than to bring in the expert on love at Liberty Christian School, the love, Keen Ryan. The love doctor, <laughs> So that's, that's why he's really on this episode today, because, um, you know, everyone knows Keen Ryan knows a lot about love. Um, sure. <laughs> I, had this, I had this question. Okay, so I think probably for, for Luke and I, when we hear the words, what is love, there's an immediate response that comes to my head. And I, and I want to know if Keen's response is the same one or if there's a generational gap or if our students even know what, knows what this is, okay? Mm, I feel like I'm on the same wavelength yeah, with yeah, you right yeah. now. We got it. Okay, okay. so Keen, I'm going to say something, and I, I want to hear your natural response, okay? You ready? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yes. Oh, my Come on. goodness. Good that stuff. is good. That is good. I'm glad that that has not left the minds of our students, mm. you yeah. know? Yeah. I think it was like in an X-Men movie or something. I think that's why it's <laughs> there you go. going. Can, and can you name the artist that created that song, What is Love? Baby, I don't hurt me. Don't think I could. Luke, can you? I can't. I couldn't either. either. Yeah, okay. I couldn't either, but I, I went and looked it up. I went and looked up, okay, who wrote the song? And it's uh, it's Hathaway. Ah. So everyone's favorite band, Hathaway. <laughs> Hathaway. I was listening to them this morning oh, on the way to school. But that is, that is good to know. Um, I think 
to be fair to Braden and I weren't born in the eighties. It what yeah. there is a little bit of a generational gap, but maybe not that no. not that I big. I don't know. Not big oh. at all. Now he's looking Pretty at me like gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm I'm barely a nineties kid. Think about that one. Still pretty old. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, today, the day this podcast is going out, is Valentine's Day. Um, Valentine's Day uh, worldwide is known as the day celebrating love, mm. right? Celebrating um, romantic love. Um, it's a fun day for some people and a sad day for some people. Mm. Um, but I thought, man, what if we spent today talking about the question, what is love, right? Because love is a word that we throw around a ton um, in our culture. We, we say it a lot, um, but it's a really vague term that's hard to define, right? For example, in the English language, I can with integrity say, I love pizza, I love my friends, I love my wife, and I love sci-fi movies, and I use the same exact word for my relationship to all four <laughs> of those things. But if, if someone means the same thing by that word love every time, like there's some issues going on there, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I, what I really want to explore is like in, in other languages, they've got different words that, that mm. describe each type of love. And so for us, what does it mean to love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? No more. Oh, yeah. Right. So we're, today we're going to dive into the topic of love on the day famously known for love. Um, and so what I really want to start out with is this. Um, I think we all have lots of misconceptions about love in our lives, um, in our upbringing and things like that. And so I want to know what's a misconception about love that you have had um, and kind of how has that shaped your relationships in your life, your relationship with God, uh, your relationship with your parents, friends, relationships? What, how does that um, misconception shape your relationships around you? Luke, mm. you want to start? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, it's so funny. Love this question. Love this question. Wow. Man, I just kind of went right wow. into the example you gave. Got to love it. Oh, another one. Man, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop there. Okay, misconceptions of love. I think for me, I actually think back to when I was in high school, you know, being a high school guy wanting to find love, you know, wanting to wow. maybe find my wife, date someone. And really love for me, the misconception that I had was love is a feeling. Love is a feeling that can be associated with action. So for example, I remember, you know, dating someone in high school and someone coming up to me, maybe one of her girl, girl, girls as friends or one of my friends saying, Hey, have you told her that you loved her yet? And I would be like, no, like, I don't, I don't feel that towards her yet. Or maybe at the six month mark, maybe at the year mark, I would say that I love them. Mm -hmm. So really what that made love for me be is conditional. It was based on the way that I felt. And I really think that we have this backwards based on God's word. So we see the Bible paint a completely different picture of love and just kind of 10,000 foot view here. Love in the Bible we see as an action or a choice or a commitment that can be associated with feelings. So you see the difference there. It's not a feeling that's associated with actions, but it's an action, a choice, a commitment that can be associated with 
feeling. So, for example, we all know this verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that's the ESV version. I love the CSB version better. The CSB, the Christian Standard Bible version, says, for God loved the world in this way, he gave his only son. So you mm. see immediately love good. be associated with action. And I'd love to say something about the feelings and, um, and emotions. First of all, I think something that I'd love for our listeners to take away is feelings and emotions are real, but they're not always reliable. So yes, I want to affirm our feelings and emotions, but they're not always reliable. And really it's being part of being made in God's image, having feelings and emotions. We see God have righteous emotions, and I think part of being made in his image is having some of those same emotions. So that would be my misconception that love is a feeling. Yeah, that's good. So what I hear you saying is, man, the problem is most of us in our culture are are basing love primarily on feelings mm. that come and go. And what you're saying is, no, love is primarily an action that sometimes uh, does have feelings associated mm-hmm. with it, which, which are great. Um, and that's how we were designed. But the primary way that we should view love is through an action or a choice or a commitment. Mm-hmm, 100%. Love it. That's awesome. Keen, what about you? What is a misconception about love that you've had and how has that shaped you in your in your walk? So yeah, a misconception I've had about love is um, almost viewing it as a scoreboard of this person has done X amount for me or hasn't done X amount for me. So, mm-hmm. oh, my friend only loves me this much and will only do this much for me. So I'm just going to meet that. I'm not going to exceed that. And that's something that we see that's just very unbiblical. Um, God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And we were pushing him away, but God still loved us so much that he sacrificed his, his self. And that's just something that I've learned in the last year or two of love as an action and building off of love as an action of a choosing it every day and choosing to love by sacrificing, whether that's in my relationship or with my friends or with my family of, it's hard to love this person right now because they're mm. either getting on my nerves or haven't done a lot for me recently, but mm. I'm still going to attempt to at least show an ounce of God's love for us. And it's just like we're sitting on a beach and we look out in the ocean and we can't see the end of it. And that's like God's love for us. We can't see the end of God's love. So who are we to say, oh, I'm only going to give you this bucket of water of love instead of trying Mm -hmm. to give them the ocean and just try and reciprocate the love of God. So that's a misconception that I've had. And that's something that I still work on today of trying to love others as much as God loves me and as much as Mm -hmm. he's done for me. That's good. So good. I love that example too. Really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that kind of reminds me of just first John four nineteen that that we love because he first loved first us. Loved us yeah. mm-hmm. um, so kind of what I hear you saying is, man, it's really tempting to just love the people back. Yeah. Right? Love the people that love me and to the extent that they do. Like I'm gonna match their love, but what God demonstrates for us is a different kind of love altogether. Like you were saying that his love is more extravagant and lavish than we could Mm. imagine and that's the love that we're supposed to emulate right Mm. exactly that's that's awesome yeah i think for me one of the biggest misconceptions that i've had about love um 
is that love is earned mm. primarily, yeah. right? That love is based on my performance. And so if I do enough things, if I perform well enough, then I'm deserving of love. Then I can receive love and I can accept it. Um, but that's really like totally contrary to the gospel itself, right? That God's love for us, um, like you mentioned earlier in Romans 5, 8 is while we were still sinners, Christ died for us mm. and displayed his love for us in that moment. And so that really had a, a profound effect on all of my relationships in my life, right? With, with God, I felt close to him. I felt loved by him when I was checking all the boxes, when I was avoiding sin to some extent, when I was um, doing all those things. And then when I failed, when I messed up, I felt like, man, I got I to gotta distance myself from God because there's no way he could love me right now. Mm. Yeah. There's no way he could have died for me, this version of me, right? And, and that, that affected me and that affected the way I interacted with my parents, right? Because if, if God doesn't love me unless I'm doing well, then, man, my parents can't know that I'm not doing yeah. well because yeah. then they won't love me. My friends can't know the real me because then they won't love me. Yeah. Um, and that still is something I wrestle with mm. um, in every relationship. And so I think that has a profound effect on a lot of us, um, that love is conditional and it must be earned based on my performance. Yeah. Um, and so kind of we've talked about three different misconceptions that a lot of us can fall into when it comes to love. Um, and so, man, let's talk about how we should seek to define love, right? Seeking to define love in a way that lines up with the reality that God created. Um, and so let's, let's dive into a little bit of that. Um, what are some, some things that we should consider as we try to um, anchor our understanding of God's love? Um, so Keen, do you want to start out? And what are, what are some things that we should consider as we seek to define love? So, yeah, we should, um, consider the people around us and how we can help them. And we see God's love is this like overwhelming perpetual love. And that might be almost scary to try to emulate. Um, cause it's like, we're humans. How, how can we do that? Um, so it really just takes opening your Bible. Um, it's seen all throughout the biblical narrative. It's wound together with love. But specifically, you can look in the Gospels at Jesus' life and ministry. Um, last night at the Super Bowl, there was a really cool commercial where they typed in AI, like, imagine love. And it just popped up, like, hearts and, like, relationships and stuff like that. And then it said, we asked AI to imagine love, how Jesus lived it. Mm. And it was like, imagine sitting with outcasts and it generated images like that. Imagine caring for the poor. Imagine um, uh, feeding the hungry mm -hmm. and all of these things that Jesus did in his ministry, caring for the sick. And that's what we can try and emulate is he gives us real life examples of how to share his love. And ultimately we know that it ends with him sacrificing his life for us. And that's the ultimate love that we can have is laying down our life for a friend. Mm. So we can try and emulate God's love and specifically Jesus's love in this world. 
And love is just all throughout the biblical narrative. Um, it even goes through the Old Testament, and we know that love, in order for it to be true, biblical love must be anchored in the character of God. And I know that you have some on that, Braden, about it being yeah, anchored in God. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So good. Man, Keen, I think I love that you bring up that commercial, and Keen just showed us this. I missed it at the Super Bowl last night, but I think what's so cool about this commercial and it you guys have both mentioned um romans 5 8 and if you back up to verse 7 god's word says for one will scarcely die for a righteous person though perhaps a good person one would even die but god shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners christ died for us and you think about the outcasts the hungry the sick they haven't like if you're if if love is a scoreboard like they have not done anything yeah. to deserve God's love mm-hmm. but he loves them and i mean just like you said keen to end it i think this this verse like i feel like gets me every time like it's just hard to imagine but in John 15:13 Jesus says mm-hmm. greater love has none than this that someone would lay his life down for his friends and then he says you are my friends talking to his disciples. Mm. And I think the more we study God's character, the more we see the actions of Jesus, just like all of those things that Keen was naming and comparing it with our own life and things that we, that we do on a regular basis, I really think we get a better picture of what love actually is. So, I mean, that, that just watching that commercial was really moving for me. Um, I don't know about you, Braden. Come on. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So, yeah, so what I, what I hear you guys saying again is this, like, we can anchor our understanding of love in the way of Jesus, yep. right? In his actions, in his teachings. Um, some other things that, that stuck out to me around that um, is just focusing on what Matthew twenty two thirty six through 40 says, which is mm. Jesus telling him, uh, telling the, the lawyer, like, this, this is the greatest commandment, that you love God and love others. Right, the the biggest command for the people of God is love God, love others. Galatians five fourteen says that the entirety of the law can be summed up with this word: love one another as yourself. Um, and so, when we think about um, all these laws in the Old Testament and all these things that that really, for for me at least, in the past have felt really unloving, like really like rigid and controlling. Um, what, what Paul is telling us in Galatians is that all of those things are just teaching us how to love people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ten Commandments is the same way. If you read the Ten Commandments and you really boil, what is, what is this trying to tell me? It's simply love God, love others, mm. right? And I think another way that we can kind of seek to define love as God wants us to is by lining it up with the character of God. Like you said at the second ago, Keen, like first John four eight tells us that God is love. Mm. Like his very essence is love. And so anything that we're gonna say we believe about love has to be lined up with the character of who our God is, that we just dis- see displayed in everyday life, that we see displayed throughout the pages of scripture. Um, but we must line it up with the character of God rather than the context of our culture. Right. When we anchor our understanding of love in culture, 
that's when we get to see misconceptions like love as a feeling, love as a scoreboard, or love as primarily earned, right? Mm -hmm. Anything else you'd add to that, Luke? I don't think so, Braden. I think you, you covered it well. Love it. Love it. Um, last thing I'll, I'll say, there was a Tim Keller quote that really stuck out to me kind of as I was prepping for this podcast. Um, and it says, when the Bible speaks of love, it measures it primarily not by how much you want to receive, but by how much you are willing to give of yourself mm. to someone. How much are you willing to lose for this person? Mm. Um, and that's really, when we think about it, what Christ did for us, right? Christ was willing to give up his life for us at our worst. That's how much he loved us. And so we as people um, who claim to follow Christ get an opportunity to display love to people by saying, man, how much am I willing to give up for the good of that person next to me? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super impactful. Really good. Um, last thing I want to leave kind of our listeners with is, is this question, man, how do we practically apply this, right? How can we be people of love this Valentine's Day? How do we walk out this definition of love that we've been talking about? Ken, you want to start us off? Sure. So um, I would say uh, just waking up and choosing love. Uh, we see in the Old Testament Lamentations, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Mm. And as we talked about, like love is a choice. It's an action. So step by step, I think it's to love God first. Um, the Israelites had a prayer called the Shema. It's hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your might. Mm-hmm. So the Shema means as the Hebrew word for hear, which is listen and obey. So it's obeying that commandment to love the Lord your God with your everything. So practically this Valentine's Day and in the future is to wake up and choose love like God chooses love for us every morning. No matter what we did the night before, the day before, the week before, God will still love us. So it's important to wake up and say, okay, I'm going to walk today and live in love and whether that's in relationships of let's say friendships uh this is modeled by david and jonathan in the old testament um jonathan was the heir to the throne but he gave that up for david and he because they had god in the middle of their relationships so that's why it's so important to have god in the middle of our relationships whether that's friendships girlfriends family whatever it is, strangers to have God centered because if God is centered, love is centered because God is love. Mm. So just choosing to wake up and say, I'm going to love today, whether that's a stranger, a friend or family. Mm. That's awesome, man. So good. Keen. I'd probably just add for me, um, my challenge or encouragement to the listener was we talked about earlier that God is love and we all know the love chapter of first Corinthians 13 it's read at a lot of weddings but it's it defines love so if you're wondering like who God is love God is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it's not arrogant or rude does not insist in its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice in wrongdoing but rejoices in the truth bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, 
endures all things. So what does that look like for us practically? That's being patient and kind to others. You look at Jesus in his ministry, he was hanging around the people who nobody wanted to hang around. So I think maybe a practical, not a lot of tax collectors here at at Liberty (laughs) Christian, but I think really there are moments in my life where I can remember someone who I looked up to giving me time and being intentional in that moment. And I think a practical way we can love people on this Valentine's Day that is defined by this emotion or feeling of love, or if I have somebody significant in my life that I can bring a Valentine's Day gift to or flowers to, that is that is the meaning of it. Instead of that, maybe just be intentional with someone. First John 3.18 says, Little children, let us not love with word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So how can you move forward in deed and in truth today and love someone? And that could be as simple as just pulling them aside and encouraging them or inviting them to spend time with you or eating lunch with someone that you don't normally uh, eat lunch with. And as simple as that sounds, you will be surprised how God can use that to really um, turn the trajectory of not somebody's day, but somebody's life even. Mm, That's super good. I think one of the things that um, I just have, have... felt um kind of as we've been talking um is just the idea of the power of prayer Mm. um and one of the most loving things that we could do this valentine's day is pray intercede for someone that we care about Mm. right to go before the lord and ask for something um for their good right and i think we've so downplayed the power of prayer in our lives that we don't think about that as an act of love, but I think that's an immense act of love. Um, and so for our listeners, like just think of somebody right now who, who needs a move of God, right? Mm. Who needs the Lord to, to act on their behalf and then just go before the father and ask him, ask the giver of good gifts to do something, um, for them and then send them a text and tell them that you prayed for them. Really good. That's really tell, good. And tell them, yeah. tell them what you prayed for them, right? None of the, I'm going to be, I'm going to be praying for you um, and then not following through, but tell them, Hey, I just prayed this for you, mm. this specific yeah. thing. Some of those texts that you can receive can be beyond encouraging. And then last thing I'll add too is the, the command of Jesus is to love your enemies too, right? And so who are the people that have been really hard to love in your life yep. and pray for them too, <laughs> right? Pray that the Lord would release you from bitterness and resentment um, and allow you to love the unlovable, mm. right? Because in God's eyes, there is not one who is unlovable. Um, and that is a huge, huge gift. Mm. Really good. Brandon. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast episode on the idea of love on the Love Day, Valentine's Day. Thanks for joining us, Keen. Of course. We're so glad you were here. Um, You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the SL Podcast. See ya. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the SL Podcast. For updates on new content and episodes, follow us on Instagram at LCS Spiritual Life. And as always, love people, bear fruit, make disciples.